there. Welcome to Warm Fuzzies, a new podcast from Daily Paws. I'm your host, Carmen Hotchkiss, a certified cat lady, but don't tell my dog. We'll be sharing heartwarming stories that highlight the lives of some very special furry friends. You'll hear tales of unlikely partnerships, miracle rescues, hero pets, and more. On today's show, we're chatting with Tyler Van Leer, fire marshal with the Millville, New Jersey Fire Department. Millville is located on the southern tip of New Jersey, and Tyler, who was born and raised there, is here to talk to us about a very special member of his team, Hansel an adorable pit bull who also happens to be the department's Cracker Jack arson detection dog. Hansel, yes, he's named after the fairy tale, actually detects accelerants used in arson. You know, things like gasoline or lighter fluid. He is the first pit bull to be certified in arson detection in the country. Yay, Hansel. He is also Tyler's and the department's first working dog meaning Hansel's on the clock like the rest of the department. But the two have a bond as deep as it goes when a furry pal and their human find each other. How they got there is an extraordinary tale. Just listen. Welcome to Warm Fuzzies. I'm Carmen Hotchkiss, and we have with us today Fire Marshal Van Leer. So welcome. We're so happy to have you here and to hear about you and your four-legged partner. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you work and what you do? Sure. Thank you, Carmen, for having me on here. It's a tremendous opportunity. I enjoy talking about my little guy, uh, Canine Hansel. My name is Tyler. As you stated, I work for the Millville Fire Department in Millville, New Jersey. I've been on the job for 11 years. So going on my 12th year with the fire department, being a fireman, it's uh, the best job in the world. I wouldn't ask for a better career. And now that I have Hansel, it's really, really kicked it into the next level. How long have you and Hansel been partners? So January of 2024, we will be a certified team for four years. That's a nice long partnership. It is, yeah. When did you meet Hansel? Right. So that's a very good question. So uh, to any successful canine team, you have to establish a bond. The bond occurred September of 2019. Hansel was brought to the fire department and we conducted a meet and greet to see if Hansel would take to me and I would take to him. As soon as that little guy jumped out of the car, um, we locked eyes and the bond was instant. It's maybe a little silly. But uh, the best way I can describe it is for those of you who have watched Harry Potter and when he gets his wand and, you know, in the very first movie and everything goes crazy and the wand chooses the wizard kind of thing. I know that's a silly uh, comparison, but that's the best way I can describe it. So the dog chooses the handler. And fortunately, Hoddle chose me. How old was he at that point? So I didn't get an exact age on Hansel. When we started the academy, he was supposedly four years old. And he, if I understand correctly, he'd had a pretty interesting life up to that point. And I I don't mean that necessarily in a good way. So Hansel, unfortunately, was born into an alleged dog fighting ring in Ontario, Canada. Uh, Hansel did not fight. He was just a tiny baby at the time, uh, along with many other pit bulls. So the dog fighting ring was stopped and the pit bulls were seized. 
in the province of Ontario, it's illegal to own a pit bull. Most of the time, the dogs are just euthanized because they're deemed a danger to society. So a rescue in Canada called Dogtails Rescue and Sanctuary got wind of this alleged dog fighting ring, and they went right to work. They started to fight the legal system in Ontario. Uh, like I said, all these dogs were slated for euthanasia. Within, I want to say, two years, they won the fight, and the dogs were ordered out of the province of Ontario by the judge. So Hansel and five others were relocated then to a another rescue down in Florida called Dogs Playing for Life. Okay, so this is where Hansel started his transition in life. Hansel has tremendous energy. He has tremendous work ethic. And the trainers down in Florida saw this potential. And they're like, why don't we try Hansel in a working dog position? Let's see what he can do. Dogtails Rescue and Sanctuary and Dogs Playing for Life contacted an organization called Throwaway Dogs Project. This organization was founded by Carol Skaziak, an amazing woman. She takes misunderstood dogs and gives them a second chance in life. So whether it be a pit bull, a German Shepherd, a Belgian Malinois, doesn't matter the breed. She takes these dogs that are labeled either, you know, oh, they're a danger or this dog has too much energy and donates them to police departments, fire departments for working dogs. Her mission is tremendous. So they contacted Carol. Carol and her team flew down to Florida to Dogs Playing for Life. She met Hansel and five other pit bulls. Her and her team tested them and Hansel and the five others passed with flying colors. So she then made a program called Pitbulls for Police. This program is meant to donate pit bulls to police departments that would like a canine, however, cannot afford to buy one. Uh, because to get a single purpose canine, you're looking anywhere at the minimum $6,000. That's the bare minimum. Some departments just don't have the funding to get the dog. So that's where Carol Skaziak of Thoroughway Dogs Project comes in. And she fills that void. She contacts police departments or people contact her either police chiefs, fire chiefs, whatever the case may be. So she accepted Hansel and the five other pit bulls into her pit bulls for police program. And then she started just networking and reaching out to departments and saying, hey, this is what I have to offer you. This is how I can help. So I believe Hansel was the second from the last to be adopted. He was waiting for you, right? He was, right. I mean, it's... it's Fate was putting that together for you. Correct, correct. And then... um so as fate would have it, a very good friend of mine who was a canine officer for like 21 years. He knew of Carol and her organization. So I reached out to him and said, hey, this is what the fire department's looking for. So he reached out to Carol and he explained what we were looking for. She just, she knew Hansel was right for this particular job. So at that point, he was not specifically an arson dog, Correct. So Hansel was, in the canine world, uh, considered a green dog. So he could have been trained in anything. He could have been trained in narcotic detection. He could have been trained in explosives, uh, whatever the case may be. So um, he wasn't considered an arson dog until we graduated the academy. What are some of the things that you do in that kind of training to get a dog ready for the kind of work that Hansel does? Okay. So the canine academy was 16 weeks long. Um, 16 weeks of scent school. So from week one all the way to week 16, we were imprinting him 
on different odors that are associated with arson. And we were teaching him, or I should say the trainers were teaching him how to properly pattern a room. Now, when it comes to searching a room or a vehicle or an open field, whatever the case may be, there's a certain way you do it so you don't miss anything because odor can be anywhere. So you want to make sure that you are searching the room properly or searching the vehicle properly or that open field so you're not missing anything. Hansel's imprinted on 14 different odors from hydrocarbons to acetones to alcohol-based accelerants. So the way we imprinted Hansel, we put one drop of accelerant on towels, like hand towels, and we rolled them up and we taped each end. So Hansel is what we call play reward. So what we did was with the towels, we were playing tug of war. Okay, we had to do a hundred towel tosses for him to be imprinted on that odor. And towel tosses was just like playing fetch, but with a towel instead of a ball. So what that does is Hansel is associating play with that odor. Okay, so he's like, oh, this is great. If I smell this odor, dad's going to play with me. So what happened was after the hundredth towel toss, we then put that same towel in a room. And I walked Hansel into a room. And I started the search with them. During scent school, you get to learn how to read your dog, meaning behavior changes. You get to learn how to properly pattern a room. So my trainers were teaching me how to do it, and I did it. And they're like, okay, watch him. Watch his behavior change when he comes up to this odor. So sure enough, I believe, um, if I remember correctly, they hid the towel in a nightstand. And Hazel was sniffing. I mean, I could hear his breathing changes when he came across that nightstand. His behavior changed. He went from, you know, walking, running, going back and forth to really searching this nightstand. He was not leaving this nightstand. He knew that that odor that he knew was there. And then we started. And then once we saw that he was recognizing the odor in different locations, then we incorporated the sit. That tells me that there's something here or in that location. And then that's how I take samples in a timely manner. It could take me hours if I didn't have Hansel on a fire scene. Does he get called out like to every fire or are there certain situations where maybe arson is already, you know, suspected and then you bring him out? What's the process of him being brought to a site, a work situation? That's an excellent question. So it can happen both ways. We're on call 24-7. So a fire could go out five minutes from now and we're going. So if arson is already suspected, then he's going to be deployed well after the fire's out. If the house is too unstable, I most likely won't deploy Hansel because of the safety concern. So he's going to be on scene, but it's my determination if I deploy him or not, because if the scene isn't safe for him, I'm not going to deploy him. What I'll do is I'll take certain items out of the house and have them sniff in the front yard as compared to um, you know, bringing him into a potentially unstable house. Other departments can also request Hansel um, that are not in the county here. Hansel's a good deterrent. If people see him roll up on a fire scene, they they kind of they kind of think twice because most arsonists return to the scene. They want to see their work. And he's good at what he does. Yes, ma'am. And I've been told by multiple people that it makes them feel a little bit more safe. We're taking a quick break, but when we come back, we'll hear how Hansel cracked his first big arson case. And boy, was it a doozy. You won't want to miss this. Be right back. Hey, everyone.
everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to Daily Pause Presents Warm Fuzzies. I'm Carmen Hotchkiss, and today I'm talking with Fire Marshal Van Leer about his pit bull, Hansel. Can you tell us about the first time that you took him to a scene and how did that play out? Right. So I'll actually tell you a a case that we had that really strengthened Hansel's street credibility. His first big case. Mm -hmm. All right. We had a few large warehouses in the center of town here. It was city-owned property for a very long time. There was no utilities to these buildings. So we thought that the buildings were vacant to the point where there was nothing even in them to burn. But we were mistaken. Unbeknownst to us, the neighboring business owner relocated pallets of glass bottles into the city-owned building. So we didn't even know that that even happened. So it was we just assumed that these buildings were empty we had a warehouse fire. So immediately I started thinking this could be a potential criminal act. I was going to deploy Hansel in this warehouse. However, due to all the glass bottles shattering, it was too much of a hazard. However, our local police department said, well, when we first showed up, the building behind this warehouse had an orange glow in it as well. But it wasn't on fire when we pulled up. It was, it already put itself out. So I'm like, okay. So we had a large warehouse and a smaller building behind this warehouse, two potential targets. So one was successful, meaning that the fire reached its fully developed stage. And one was unsuccessful because it put itself out. So what I did was I deployed Hansel to the smaller building to see if he could pick up anything. So we walked up this vacant building. We walked up the steps and he immediately put his nose to the ground and he was an odor, meaning that he was already recognizing something that he's familiar with. And I mean, the buildings that were vacant for so long, I mean, there's vegetation growing in these buildings. I mean, there's literally nothing that could have caused a fire besides some kind of human intervention. Okay. It's not like an outlet started this fire. There's no utilities. There's nothing. So Hansel immediately got an odor. He sat, I took samples and I sent them off to the New Jersey state police lab because each sample has to be analyzed and confirmed before they could be submitted in the court of law, because we have to make sure that he's indicating properly. So the results came back as lighter fluid. And then I had the report up and I attached that document to the report. A couple months later, we had another warehouse fire right next door to the one that originally burned. We responded pretty fast and it was already fully involved. The engine uh, captain told me, he goes, we entered the building and then it just seemed like everything lit off all at once. It's a pretty good indication that there was ignitable liquid because everything just lit off, he said, Um, all around them. It took us 12 hours to extinguish that fire. It was about a 36,000 square foot warehouse. I didn't deploy Hansel in that building because of all the glass as well. But it gets interesting because we were getting ready to wrap up 
And I get a call over the radio stating that there are detectives at the gate wanting to talk to me. I'm like, okay. So, but these weren't the city of Millville detectives. These were detectives from out of county. And they're like, are you the lead investigator on this fire? And I said, yes, sir, I'm the lead investigator here. I believe there's a problem within this complex. He goes, there's a bigger problem altogether. And my heart just instantly just sank. I was like, oh, no. Uh, it's never good when you have another municipality come into your municipality and say, hey, your fire is similar to ours. So now you have Millville in Cumberland County, and then you have another county about 45 minutes north that is all tied together. So we had a fire in Cumberland County. Now we have a fire in Burlington County. And then a couple months prior, I believe it was, there was a very large warehouse fire in Limerick, Pennsylvania. So this is where Hansel really came in clutch. It was a proud dad moment, and I brag about it all the time. So remember how I said Hansel had an alert that was confirmed scientifically by the New Jersey State Police Lab of lighter fluid? Come to find out, the accelerant of choice for the arsonist was lighter fluid. Okay, so... That's how we were able to connect the fires. So Hansel, with Hansel indicating, okay, and getting back scientifically, really opened this case up. Wow. So the Hansel angle, ultimately, his lighter fluid alerting is what helped connect all these things? Yes, ma'am. If I didn't have Hansel at my side and he didn't give me that alert, I would have never taken the sample. You know, so with Hansel, with his nose, he essentially broke this case wide open and we were able to connect all these dots because, well, he literally just came in out of nowhere and said, hey, there's something here. So in the end, four individuals were arrested because of how Hansel put me in the exact area where the lighter fluid was poured. And I took samples. It was just a little piece of wood. I mean, nothing crazy, nothing huge. And it's sure enough, it came back as positive for lighter fluid. And uh, that was uh, the case that really put Hansel on the map. I still to this day brag about it because, like I said, it was a proud dad moment. And he has not stopped since then. There has there's I could talk for hours on this guy. Um, There's other cases that he put people behind bars. So we know he's smart and he's hardworking and he's got a great sniffer. Uh, What's Hansel like when he's not on duty? So Hansel is able to flick that switch, we call. So he's able to flick that switch from being in work mode now to being in social mode. Uh, So when he's not on duty, he goes to work with me and he comes home with me. So right now he's out in his kennel. Hansel doesn't stay in the house with me. He's out in his shed kennel. So when I say shed kennel, I mean it's a 10 by 10 kennel. He has his own AC. He has his own heat. The only thing it's missing is a TV. So it's literally a miniature house. And believe it or not, Hansel actually prefers it out there. It's quiet. He can decompress from work. So he prefers it out there. He has his own play area. He has his sleep area. And it's all locked up. It has cameras 360 degrees around it. Um, So a lot of people ask me, does he mingle well with your personal dog? So I got two others that live with me. They're my personal dogs. Um, And I say he interacts well. He has no problems. However, when you have a working dog, you don't want, there's a line that you don't cross. My personal dogs, they lounge around all day. They're lazy. You know, they're just couch potatoes. Dogs are very smart. So if I brought him in, he will pick up on that behavior. Like, oh, I don't have to go to work. I can just, I can stay home all day and just lounge. When you have a working dog, you don't want to cross that line. Like my wife will bring him in. She'll cuddle with him, spoil him a little bit. And then he goes back out to his kennel. Um, So 
he has been in the house. He's intermingled with my dogs, no problem. However, he's a working dog. So we have to make sure that he stays on the straight and narrow until he retires. And then once he retires, he comes in the house and then he can get spoiled all he wants. As lazy as he wants to be. Right. He can lounge around all day long if he wants after he retires. When he's not on duty, he's just a normal dog. A lot of people, they view it as, oh, he's a canine. He's always working. No, that's not the case. He has downtime. He's probably sleeping right now. But when he hears my pager go off or he hears our work truck turn on, he flicks that switch. Okay, we're going back to work. What's his official title? So in the canine world, he is a single purpose scent dog. So mainly all he does is use his nose. That's it. The correct terminology for when it comes to fire investigation is ignitable liquid detection canine. I know it's a lot. Well, you guys are obviously a really great pair. And, uh, you know, you're lucky you found each other. And certainly your community absolutely is really lucky to, to have a good working pair like you. Oh, yeah. I, I would not ask for a better partner. Well, Fire Marshal Van Leer, thank you for, I feel like I've learned so much today and certainly have a soft spot in my heart for pit bulls and what they can bring to society and the bad rep that they sometimes have. And I just appreciate you sharing Hansel's story with us, as well as helping us learn so much more about what being a working dog involves. Right. And I appreciate the opportunity. I'm a proud canine handler of a dog who was going to be euthanized, not even given a chance. And he's proven that he is a great canine partner. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Daily Paws Presents Warm Fuzzies. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at dailypaws.com slash warm fuzzies podcast. We hope you'll join us next Wednesday for a touching tale about an awe-inspiring posse of differently abled rescue pups who, thanks to a very special theater professor, have found a home and purpose helping humans like them.